into the 31st episode of the Promo Guy podcast, brought to you by Mojo, stock market for sports. Mojo is the sports stock market, offering probability-based odds, live cash outs, and a one-of-a-kind player prop selection. And now, the creators of Sunday Slams are bringing you an all-new way to play DFS. Sign up using code TPG for a 100% deposit match up to $100. Uh, last week, we missed Nick. Uh, for the most part, because we had an awesome guest, Rob Fodor, the shooting coach in Miami Heat. If you missed that interview last week, I highly recommend you check it out. But this week, we are lucky enough to have Nick back. Nick, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Episode 31, just in time for Thanksgiving. Yeah, look at us, man. We're we're uh, we're 60% of the way there to a full year. Yeah, you were... Uh, right before we jumped on the record, you started to talk about your playoff rec league game and i stopped you and said i only want to hear it on the air so <laughs> go ahead how'd it go i've been in this league many years come close many years we had a playoff semis game what a way to start the story i wouldn't say many it was years. a i would say i would say all four teams were about equal although i think the team we played in the semis they're the ones that beat us by three in the in the finals two seasons ago so i would say that they're the overall favorites we got off to an early lead. I definitely had a hot start. Uh, and then it was sort of back, you know, they came back and then uh, and then it was just back and forth the whole way. I missed the game tying three, which which stinks. You know, it's just, it hurts. We keep losing, keeps being close. We, we end up losing by three. And, you know, one of these days, we, our team is going to win the league, but this season wasn't it. We start back up in December, you know, in, in two and a half weeks. But it hurts right now. My body's hurting, you know, played, played all the minutes. And like, usually I kind of dog it on the defensive end for these types of games. Usually I sit a little bit more, but played the full way, dove on the floor a few times, like just really wanted it, played my heart out. And I am hurting today. Like I, I genuinely thought I was sick last night. Like I was like shivering in bed. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I was probably getting a little bit better shape, but, uh, but you know, it's, t- it's tough to come up short, uh, especially when, when I had a good look. And, you know, I, I hit a lot of shots, so, I, you know, I can't be too hard on myself. Made all my free throws, all that. But I had a good look. I had a really good look to tie it. And it's going to haunt me for two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks. The next season's that quick? Yeah, we're, we're right back in it. <laughs> um, I <laughs> love shows, it. Which shows you, when I say a lot of years, it's like four seasons per year. Yeah. So, I mean, I hate that for you, but I do love the feeling where you like work that hard and you're like, actually, I feel a little sick after the game. It's it's a good feeling. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be a good feeling like when I stop feeling like crap. But uh, but yeah, no, I, I it reaffirms. I was like, all right, I played hard. Like, you know, they're, they're, they're definitely bigger than us. So like I had to help with the rebounds and all that, which I normally don't like to. <laughs> Um, but you know, it was a, it was a playoff game and it felt like it just like the championship, honestly, against them a few seasons ago where we lost by three. Do you have any rings in this league yet? No, I don't. All right. I don't. I've lost in the finals three times, lost in semis a bunch more. I, I don't know, probably like over 10, maybe. Wow. I didn't know I was talking to the Carl Malone of New York city pickup basketball. You know, probably more of a Stockton due to my, my size and general, um, don't want to be compared to Carl Malone, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, that's a fair, that's, that's a fair thing to say. 
But all right, well, I'm sorry you know, to hear about the We're going to get our body right these next few weeks, and and I'm excited. I'm excited to one day get get a ring. Yeah, well, I'm sorry to hear that you came up just short this time, but luckily it's been a pretty good week for you. So let's hear it in the state of the stack. State of the stack, yeah, uh, another good week. It's been honestly a really hot couple months. These used to be a little bit more negative than they've been like lately. So this week, Monday through Thursday, we made $52. Looks like that was really spread out. Um, Caesars Chase boost, Bandle boosted well, DKSGP, DKNBA, whatever those were. So that was 52 Monday to Thursday. Then we made another 147 Friday to Sunday. Um, Again, DK free bet was a big one. Uh, Caesar NFL parlays, FanDuel free bet. So the free bets really kind of carried, it looks like, for most of the week. So that's up about 200 on the week. But then yesterday, I haven't done the notes app for it. We had the Caesars hit. So it was probably another uh, strong day. Uh, it'll come out to like, there were all these replacements and stuff, but they all hit. But I don't know what the odds average out to. But, you know, we'll call it like a plus 75 day type. Thing. So up 275. So a really strong week. I think we were up 400 heading into it. So we should be nearing 700 for, for November, which is awesome. You know, these are for all the criticism that I and other people have. These are mostly five and $10 bets, sometimes 20, very occasional 50. So, you know, on, the, on that size bets to, to have a, a $700 month and not be done is, uh, is awesome. And I'm excited about it. Discord. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. And okay. the, all, the reason these plays are so low is just because most of them are capped. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I track at the minimum max. So some people might have higher maxes. Like I know some people still have $50 FanDuel boost maxes, but I track at 20. Uh, for example, some people have had higher than $5 DK no sweats. I track at five. You know, yeah. just I, I always I always want my tracking on Twitter to be and in the discord as well in the places I do try like a worst case sort of scenario. Like the, yeah. Like if you are following along, this is the minimum of, like you should make at least this. Yeah. So I don't track like New York only. This isn't about like how much money I can make gambling. So like if the New York FanDuel booster, like we did really well in the New York, Connecticut, Illinois, uh, DK, like the NBA SGP boost. But like, I'm not tracking that because whoop de doo if you're in, you know, if you're in Arizona, it does you no good that the the New York DraftKings boost hit. So I always try and keep it the minimum max. You should make at least this amount. Obviously, that doesn't mean, so for example, uh, the New York only stuff could have a down month, let's say, or uh, Arizona only stuff could have a down month. So it doesn't mean literally in that month, you'll make at least this, but it means over time, you'll make at least this because tracking lower maxes on plus EV plays is obviously a conservative way to track. So that's the Twitter account. Um, after a strong month last month, we're, we're right at October's totals, basically. Uh, I don't remember exactly where we finished October, but really strong week and month. The Discord keeps humming along. Uh, prize picks doing well. Uh, DraftKings VIP doing phenomenal. Cool. Epically phenomenal because ROI guy hit a 31 to 1 steppy. Uh, but <laughs> even without that, the, the plays are doing really, really, really well. Um, I think Fanatics had a good week. Bet365, I know, had a good week. Uh, and then the, the higher tier officials, that's the, that's the stuff that's been doing amazing. I'm going to try and do this as fast as I can. But it's 
unfathomable to me how well it's been going. Like this positive variance is crazy. So we're up over 50 units tracked. It's a zero to one unit scale. So on the year, it's a zero to one unit scale. I would say the average play, I try and make it about half a unit. So there's a lot of 0.3 unit plays, 0.4 unit plays. It's very rare to have a full unit play, uh, maybe a couple of times a month. So I really try and keep that average half unit. But we were at 24 units as recently, 24 changes, recently as September 20th. And it is now November 20th. So in two months, we've over doubled our year. And we were having a pretty good year. So really epic. Uh, so since that day, plus 0.7, plus 1.1, plus 0.655, plus 0.06, plus 0.05, minus 0.3, plus 1.46, minus 1.3, plus 0.3, plus 282, plus 0.05, plus 0.43, plus 0.41, plus 0.32, plus 0.408. And it actually gets better from here, but I'm not going to list off the next month. Like plus 0.64, plus 0.375, plus 0.46. Like we've had, I think, three negative days since September 20th. So um, just a phenomenal run. Really excited about that. I work really hard at it. So um, that's been a lot of fun. Obviously, I don't expect it to keep up, but it was it was kind of a miracle run. Like when we hit 40 units, I was like, oh my God, I can't, or sorry. I literally said, I can't believe that this is the best group we've ever had. And I said that when we hit 39.6 something. Uh, and I said, if you bet $11 on each play to attract the last month and a half, you would have paid for the entire year of the Discord. Since then, we've gained another 11 units. So uh, phenomenal run. And the graveyard has done well too. Uh, those are the plays that die in less than four minutes. So I, I, I kind of track them separately because it's not a realistic expectation that you'll get them. So I'll just look at that same time frame. They, they've picked up another, looks like four units. Yeah, it was up 3.315 and now it's 7.8. So another four and a half units in the graveyard. Just an epic run uh, that I'm really excited about. So that's the state of the stack. Um, what do we got next? Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty epic run. Um, and I'm sure it's been, no doubt, driven by the fact that there's been so many strong boosts and... Oh, no, sorry. Uh, the, the, the higher tier officials have nothing to do with booster promos. Ah. Yeah, that's completely separate. No glitches. I try, I try to keep stuff that doesn't get too limited or anything. Uh, I put that sort of like a separate pl place, anything like that. Um, these are just, I, I don't talk about it too much, but you know, it's, it's plus EV SUPs that have just been on a phenomenal run. Gotcha. Well, I was just trying to use that to transition us to our next topic. Cause we're talking <laughs> about your EV rankings. Um, and there's an unfamiliar name at the top of them. You just sent me over them. So I've been like taking a quick look and surprised to see the name I see up top. What has bet 365 been doing in the last month that gets them the top spot? Well, in fairness to Bet365, they've always been in like the three, four, five range, but mostly because I discount you if you're only in three states, and they were for a while. And the reason why I discount you is because I think a lot of places is they're trying to gain a name for themselves, put out a lot of good boosts and good promos in order to sort of just gain traction, make a name for yourself, that kind of deal. But I wanted to see them do it in more states. Well, now they're at seven, and they haven't left their, their they haven't you know left their foot off the gas at all, and and that deserves a lot of credit, especially in a world where FanDuel and DraftKings uh, have had really tough weeks. Not sorry, I say really tough. I just mean they dialed it back. 
mostly DraftKings. And it's probably unfair to say that about FanDuel, but but FanDuel in a non-Dinger Tuesday season is always just a little bit lighter because of the strength of Dinger Tuesday. So in a non-Dinger Tuesday season where DraftKings has let their foot off the gas after we have praised them and they gained number one market share and it was all super effective, I, I feel like they've let their foot off the gas. Bet365 has it. So what do they do? They got $30 SGP boost daily. I think those are 30% boosts uh, that our guy does. I think I spoke about it before, but I mean, he made like $1,300 last month in there. Uh, just off of $15 and $30 bets each day. They're $15 uh, super boosts that are, that are generally very good. Like they're just chugging along. This month he's not doing as well, but he did catch up. I think he was down a couple hundred and I think he's only got back close to flat um, this past week. But, you know, regardless, I, I try not to make it too results oriented when I do these ranks. It's just about the EV given out. And Bet365 has, has had high EV boosts with, not crazy, but sustainably real maxes for, for a while now. And now that they've entered another state and and, and I, I didn't feel like anyone else really deserved that number one spot, I, I gave it to Bet365. Yeah, I love that. I mean, it's nice to see them getting the top spot. And I feel like they've been off. It's, it can't just be the amount of states. They've really continued to keep their promo game strong. I see that you have them ranked number one in promos. Who do you, uh, if you want to reveal, who do you have in the two? Has it been more of a FanDuel or a DraftKings kind of month? Yeah, so uh, I'm happy to do it. I mean, the full article, check it out. We'll, it's probably going to be on Picket by the time this releases, so maybe you've already read it. Uh, I do put notes next to all of them, but I thought it'd be nice to just sort of talk it out. Uh, I have FanDuel too, and FanDuel's been hard to figure out. So they sort of started football season by taking away boosts almost altogether. Maybe there was two a week uh, that were decent. And, you know, obviously they lowered the maxes, which we talked about for, for a lot of people. And they just flooded us with PBTs. So there were no boosts. There were a lot of PBTs. Now, the current state, they have two no sweats a week, which is solid. Even at $5, it's solid. They have, what, two to th- really three 30% PBTs. In a given week, that's decent. I mean, you know, obviously they get credit for that. And then really where, where they've made back the ground, so that they used to have a lot more. They used to have like seven or eight of these in a week as opposed to two or three. But they made it back up in their boost. So now we've had basically, I would say, seven to eight, 10 plus percent EV boosts the last week or two. That That's a really strong switch. So I feel like, They've sort of found a, a bit of a middle ground. Then we're going to give some PPTs. We're going to do some boosts. So I gave them the number two. Um, and I think that they they deserve it in terms of, I don't feel like they've really let their foot off the gas. I was disappointed with the fact that there, there's no, doesn't seem like there will be a Thanksgiving SGP promo. I wasn't sure if they would do it. Um, obviously, look, some of the stuff from, from years ago, I never thought would always be around, but I thought this was one that might have been. So far, they just. Yeah, I would expect Thanksgiving is a time when everybody's sitting on their couch. Everybody wants to be watching football. It's a nice time to get a lot of casual betters involved. I'm surprised they don't have. I would think it's one of the biggest promotion days of the year. Well, we'll see. It's only Tuesday. Um, we don't know what boost they'll have. We don't know if the, if they will have promos. In years past, the last two years, they've done bet two hundred dollars in 
in SGPs and get a hundred dollars in free bets. I think two years ago it was probably site credit if I had to guess. Um, and I did very well on those. I think that two years ago we went like seven and three on plus four hundred plays, and then even last year I think we were somewhere like you know five and five, six and four, like. We, we, you know, we've we've been batting on these types of promos uh, at a ridiculously high clip, which hasn't really been the case for most of these NFL PBTs uh, in general uh, this year. But you know, a lot of that's just luck both ways. We were outperformed before, and now we're probably slightly underperforming. You know, that type of thing. But I'll, I'm, I'd be surprised if they didn't have any form of uptick. I think we just haven't seen it yet. But I was looking forward to that promo. Even though it makes me work a lot on Thanksgiving, uh, and you know, sort of the days leading up to it, it was just a lot of fun to have. So uh, I, I was I was hoping for it. We'll see what they do to replace it, but I still think they've earned the number two spot by just being consistently giving out EV. I mean, that's that's really the thing that I think that separates them. Um, you know, Caesars, uh, and you know, we'll, we'll get into the. You can read the rest of the article, but Caesars, I definitely gave some love to. They've had. Now, daily $50 maxes, even the $10 maxes tend to have 50% boost types. And they've just done a lot in the promo game. They even have the flash boosts that have been decent, like once a week. Um, so, actually, you'll find it's funny. So, I had the grinds my gears, what, two weeks ago, where I said, I get annoyed that every time I have a good day on Caesars, somebody says, I'm a fan of DraftKings better only. And it's really tough to see how good you are at Caesars. <laughs> And it grinded my gears because I'm like, if you look at the numbers, 90% of profits come from DraftKings and FanDuel. And in fact, I got at least six of those comments last month in a month that Caesars finished down $15. Well, this month, Caesars has definitely um, been a lot of profits for the month. I don't know what the exact number is out of our 600 something, but it's a decent amount. Caesars performed really well. But anyway, somebody replied, not surprisingly, after we had a big Caesars hit the other day, and they, they had basically that exact thing. Like, dude, you are, in all caps, incredible at Caesars. And it's just tough because I only have DraftKings FanDuel. And then somebody replies. So, like, of course, I kind of asked for this type of reply, saying, like, dude, he never, in all caps, hits stuff on Caesars. And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, I just want everyone to, to say that Caesars is like pretty good and we do a pretty good job with it. It's not this incredible beacon of, of a book and it's not this like, I didn't, I, you know, I don't want to hear that I never hit bets on there. It's also not true, but I did find it funny that I could get those two replies on the same post. Agreed. I'll, I'll bring us, I got one last question before we hit break. Yeah. I do see bringing up the rear is ESPN bet. I've seen almost nothing from them. I know they launched this past week. How have they been? Have they been offering any promos? Are they? Does it look like they're going to make a splash, or are they just hoping that the name brand of being ESPN will like bring in gamblers magically? Uh, well, they're bringing up the rear for a reason. I think it's funny because Barstool, I felt like those last few weeks was doing a really good job, and I always get biased when we have good stretches on books, but I, I did genuinely feel like. Barstool was offering more and more, a lot of these parlay insurances, just a lot of insurance type bets, which I tend to like. 
Uh, I'm going to do a picket article on the Bet Rivers one that they're offering throughout the whole season just to, have, just to show you guys the EV of it and why I do the strategy I do. But Barstool was doing similar type promos and I thought they were doing a really good job. I was going to put them up in the EV rankings. ESPN bet comes and the hope was that they would take Barstool and lift it higher, but it, it really seems like they just want to rely on their name. They got a bunch of downloads without doing a lot of the referral stuff. And we'll see. I mean, I've, I've never, I've personally never seen a book gain market share and have success without promos. Uh, they are returning to doing a lot of the stuff that Barstool was doing. I've, I've noticed these past few days. So maybe that happens. Like it, it hasn't been very long. So, so I'll still say we'll see, but they're bringing up the rear for a reason. I think they're really resting on their name here for the most part, but I, I, a little bit of optimism, just that they started bringing some stuff back that Barstool was doing, and then hopefully they can build on that. But it feels unlikely right now. Maybe, maybe they'll get their head out of their asses soon. Yeah, you would expect the leadership team at Penn to be the ones kind of guiding the ship there, as ESPN doesn't have as much gambling experience and probably is more just the content side uh, surrounding the gambling, like the the sports book with just gambling related content. Um, but I guess we'll see how they perform. I'm excited to see where they are next month. But they have a lot of money backing in their uh, marketing budget. And, you know, you would think that they might want to make a splash and all that. Um, or just use the name. Like we, we weren't sure exactly how it would go, but it doesn't seem to be going the way that we would want. But you know, it's a long game and ESPN can always jump into the top three anytime they kind of want, in my opinion. I don't think Penn is going to stop them from doing that. Keep in mind, Barstool, a couple of years ago, um, sort of like the pre-account days, was arg- would arguably be the number one in these rankings for, for months, just when I was betting on my own. Uh, they had stopped stuff kind of as my account was starting uh, and then just slowly tapered off since but Penn was open to to a lot of spend to start out with Barstool maybe they think this is like a learn a lesson type deal I, I don't exactly know but I don't think Penn is inherently against it yeah um I guess we'll see excited to see what it looks like on next month's uh ranking but um we'll go to a quick break here and we'll be right back with some grinds my gears I'm in love with Mojo Fantasy. It's a crazy new app that turns sportsbook odds and selections into fantasy contests. Here's how it works. There are thousands of NFL and MLB player props. You build a portfolio, and the better your portfolio performs, the more cash you win. Pick as many props as you want and try and beat the crowd. Also, you can compare their lines to sportsbook lines to help yourself beat the crowd. Always EV bet. (laughs) Anyway, it's that simple. Make picks, make moves, make money. Check it out on the App Store now. They're coming to more states and adding more sports soon. Okay, welcome back, uh, Nick. What are we? What are we going to be doing? Uh, what are we going to be talking about now? Well, I think we're going to go right to your favorite. Uh, tell me what's got you worked up this week. You know what really grinds my gears? People wanting F- people wanting FSU out of the playoff if they win out. And 
I was having a conversation with people in my Discord the other day about this, and this is not a grind to my gears to them, because they were probably more level-headed than I was discussing, like, could this happen as opposed to should it happen? But there are people out there in this world who are arguing because Florida State's starting quarterback, Jordan Travis, got hurt that they shouldn't make the playoff even if they win out. Now, my arguments, I mean, I don't even know why we're having this conversation, which is what grinds my gears, because the whole argument bases around, I mean, Florida State's resume is phenomenal, right? They, they destru- they've only had three games that were decided by less than 15 points. They've played uh, a hard schedule. They smacked LSU. They all had to have beaten a top 10 Louisville team in the ACC championship game. Uh, they'll have to have beaten, you know, another out-of-conference tough opponent in Florida. Not that they've had a good year, but, you know, you schedule two SEC out-of-conference opponents. Uh, you deserve some credit for that. But neither of which, neither game will be at home. They will be in Clemson. They'll be in Miami. The ACC dominated the SEC out-of-conference. Like, yes, do I think the SEC is a better conference than the ACC? Yeah, of course I do. Because we've seen it in years past, because of recruiting rankings and all that. But... You look at the big games between them out of conference, and it was or really all the big games that, that the SEC played out of conference. Utah beat Florida. That wasn't ACC, but still, they, they, beat, they beat them down pretty good. Texas beat Alabama by, by 10. Uh, Miami beat Texas A&M by, I think it was 15, 16, something like that. Um, Florida State smacked LSU. Uh, I'm blanking on on more, but a lot of these big games that the SEC played, I looked at the the best out-of-conference win that anybody that Alabama or Georgia plays this year was Ball State. was their best out-of-conference win. And not just of themselves. I'm sorry. That's the best win that either of them played uh, had. The best win that anyone they played had was a 61-yard field goal over Kansas State. Like, the SEC didn't do anything to deserve two playoff teams and all Florida state has done was schedule a tough out of conference, beat a tough in conference and really do it handily. I mean, they, they, again, only three games by less than 15. I don't think you get to penalize sec teams for having such strong competition in conference. Yes. They may not have scheduled really hard schedules out of conference, but they still, that's probably more so because they need the tune-up games because they have an absolute ringer of an in-conference schedule. That's fine. We can say that. But do you, if, if, we're, if we're in agreement that you can't use previous year's results to impact this year's, like who you send to the playoffs or your rankings, right? It should be what happens on the field this year only, right? Yep. Okay. What did the SEC do to tell me that they have this superior in-conference schedule when they lost all their out-of-conference games. Like, what, what are... Because I, I, I just named a bunch of their, of their losses. What are their wins? Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong there. That wouldn't really be where my argument would reside. I think the second best win has that they have is, is Ole Miss beating Tulane without their quarterback. And the best one is Kansas State on a 61-yard kick. Like, I, I mean, those are borderline top 25 teams. Yeah, I mean, and they have a bunch of losses too. It's it's not like they they didn't they didn't try in some of these games. Like LSU got smacked by FSU, and and Bama lost to Texas, and 
Florida lost to Utah, Texas A&M lost to Miami. Like a lot of those are apples for apples with other conferences. And they just got, they just got beat. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I just think my argument wouldn't necessarily lie there to show off the strength of the SEC. I would more so want to point towards who we genuinely think are the best football teams come the end of the year. And if Florida state doesn't have a starting quarterback, all of a sudden they're not the same team they were. And we'll see how they play to end the season. If they have a quarterback that comes in, looks competent and can move the ball, then I don't think that there's going to be like much ado to get them out of the playoff. I don't think that's going to be like a dominant storyline, but if they come in, if they lose a game, well, if they lose then a game, then they deserve to be out. And this is, yeah, then this isn't a conversation. If they win and have to eke out wins and aren't really able to move the ball and they don't look like one of the best teams in college football, meanwhile, Bama is dominating. I do think if the goal is to have the four best teams at the end of the year, then it kind of makes sense to me to take Bama over an FSU team that's limping to the finish line. So I'm okay with the mandate of let's find the four best teams. I don't love it. I think it should be the four most deserving teams. But I'm only okay with that mandate if you don't let previous year bias, like if we don't let recruiting rankings, NFL draft numbers and all that stuff and brand names sort of influence it. So with that said, like, We've seen a third string win a national championship, right? Cardell Jones came in for Ohio State and won the national championship, and they got in with one loss. Yes, they beat Wisconsin 59 to nothing in the conference championship game. I'm sure you remember that fondly um, to get in there. Oh, I get, had you been, to, had you gone to Wisconsin yet? So maybe. Yeah, no, I remember exactly what okay. bar I was sitting at. Perfect. I remember how devastating that game was. It was. It was Cardell Jones. You just said that, right? Cardell Jones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he was just, it, it wasn't like, it, it wasn't a slowly dominant game. It was like 70 yard touchdown <laughs> after 70 yard touchdown. No, it was Braxton, was Braxton Miller a receiver at that point? I thought he had been hurt or they would have moved him back to quarterback. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't remember. And I, I, think, just remember I think he then came in the there. next year as, as a receiver, is what I think happened. Yeah. But so I think, I think he was out for the year at that point. But anyways, we've seen it done. Like, I just, like who are we to say that Tate uh, Roadmaker, Rodemaker, who will have been 2-0 and in his football life with wins over at Florida and, and you know, neutral site against top 10 Louisville. Like, who are we to say when that team has one of the better resumes, like, that we've, in, in my opinion, that we've seen where you go through a tough, at least from a non-SEC Whatever. I mean, like, obviously, I'm not, I'm not comparing them to, like, the Joe Burrow LSU teams that beat, like, a bunch of top 10 teams. But I'm saying, what are we are we saying to Florida State if we say you scheduled LSU at a conference, you scheduled Florida at a conference, you beat them both. Then you beat a relatively hard ACC schedule because they, they always play Miami. Uh, they, they played Clemson this year. Like, what more could we possibly ask of Florida State? And you go undefeated. You know how hard it is to go undefeated in college football? Like, barely anyone does it. And any team that we're comparing them to didn't do it. Frank, like, if we're comparing them to a one-loss Georgia, in my opinion, their schedule was harder. Again, Georgia's best win out of conference was Ball State. And they don't play in the West. 
So they didn't play a lot of the best teams uh, in the SEC. Their crossovers with Florida, which, uh, again, I'm, I'm hyping them up as an out-of-conference Florida State, but it's not a great in-conference. Uh, that's like their crossover. So they're not in the right division for this. They didn't beat anyone that's beaten anyone. And then they would have lost their most recent game. And we're going to say, yeah, Georgia should be in. And we're going to pretend like it's not because they haven't won the last two national championships. Because that's that's the main argument for, you know, people are saying if Bama beats Georgia, you, you let Bama and Georgia in. But Georgia lost the game. They played a weaker schedule. Like, well, like what are we doing here? And we should just auto put Georgia and Bama in the playoff if we're going to be using previous years. And that's ultimately what grinds my gears. Because you can't just say, oh, I think they're the best team and they're in. And people are like misunderstanding the mandate. The reason for this type of mandate is because, you know, I, I heart back to, uh, well, honestly, I felt like TCU should have been in it. Like, but that was, that was actually a playoff committee decision. I think one of the worst ones was like 2000 Miami, who had one loss and so did Florida State. But Miami beat Florida State, but Florida State got in over them. Like, I was just watching like the U got it, the 30 for 30, and they were talking about it. And like that one, the playoff committee never would have done because Miami beat Florida State. And those guys were all mad. Like, I don't know, it was like Vilma, whatever. They were all mad because they're like a freaking computer left this out. Like, that's the point of the committee. It's not to say, oh, but we know George is better. Like, that's that's not it. It's the it's just adding a human element to what computers should be able to do. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. I guess we'll just see. I, I'm hoping that Florida State loses this weekend and this isn't something that we have to leave up to the committee because I do know that the committee is probably going to favor the SEC like they always do. So, yeah, I mean, I just know I'll be super mad if it happens, but, and look, I don't want them in there either because I don't think, oh, look, I don't think that they're better than Georgia. Like, I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm not even that high on the team with Jordan Crab, but they deserve it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's just setting it's a bad precedent. Like, like, who but, am I to, to keep them out when they deserved it? But yeah, we've seen too many blowouts in the playoffs and people are scared of that. So they're like, please just put Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and Michigan. Like, just do that. Or, you know, Texas or whatever. I mean, Washington has to be in it, but or, or Oregon, whoever wins that game in Oregon's favor. Like, just put those teams in because I don't want to see this, like, Michigan State, Washington, Notre Dame, like some of these teams that have been sort of, like, eked their way in that have then just gotten blasted. Or even TCU last year, even though they won a game. Nobody wants to see that, and they feel like you put a backup quarterback in there, and it'll happen again. But I'll, I'd much rather watch a blowout of a team that deserved it rather rather than you know uh, a close game for the team that did. I, I mean, I, I get that you're standing on principle there, but I think you probably don't have many people that would agree that they're willing to watch a blowout just because they deserve it. But I think this has been a longer than we're used to. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let's finish it up with a quick defend the line. You sent over a hard rock line that looked not that bad to me. It was a, I'm pulling it up right now. It was a plus 140 boost for both Kansas and Tennessee to each win outright. They got boosted 15 points to plus 155. I think they're just providing value to the gamblers uh, down in Florida. What's your problem with it? Can you try and defend that line for me? So first off, um, I saw this from a Twitter account I follow called Bundy Bets. Uh, I followed him back because I have an appreciation for 
Al Bundy and Married with Children. I thought that show was really funny growing up. So I just wanted to not steal his tweet and shout out Al Bundy. Four touchdowns in one game. And what's my problem with it? Let me pull up the tweet. But he astutely points out that FanDuel has this plus 155 boost at plus 256 unboosted. So, look, it's probably a mistake. I'm sure one of those lines moved. There was some announcement, whatever. I'm sure it was plus 140 one point. But I kind of wanted to. So there's no defense. I mean, I think that is the defense for it, that they didn't mean to do it. And sometimes these books will make a mistake. Or, be, or not even let me say, but they'll just leave a lineup if they, you know, let's say some announcement happened and this plus 155 became minus 155 on another book boost and it was UGV. Like some of these books will keep the lines up. So that is my defense for this line. Uh, I do believe it was likely a mistake. I didn't look into it, but I believe it was likely a mistake. That being said, Hard Rock is terrible. It's really a terrible sports book. I think it's insane that. What is what's Florida? The third, fourth biggest state in the country by population? Whatever, top five. I think I'm going to guess third. It's top five for sure uh, in population has voted for legalized sports betting, wants legalized sports betting, and because of a deal with the Seminole tribe, whatever, they get hard rock and they have no choice, but it's their only book. And if it was FanDuel only, it'd be annoying, but at least you'd get some promotion, some boosts. You'd have, you know, kind of real lines as much as I give them a hard time about their SGP prices, which are terrible. It's not a joke of a book. The, the limits wouldn't be a joke. Like Hard Rock is so quick to limit. I really think they only operate in other parts of the country as like a means to legitimately be the only to have a monopoly in Florida um, because the limits are a joke, not just promo limits, but like actual limits. I know people that like have shown me their betting history there. And it was like three bets. None of them looked <laughs> very smart or anything. They happened to hit them and like, boom, limited. Can only bet, you know, 60 cents on a play. Like, what are we doing here? It, it's, it's one of those small bad books that should be out of business, but they've lucked into this deal with this massive state that is kind of stuck with them. I really hope that they don't. I, I, I don't know if they've been limiting people already, but I really hope they don't. I know that the promotions and boosts have been mediocre. Um, I was looking at like, you know, uh, just like I have like plus EV Iowa do fanatics and I have uh, a prize picks person or a lot guy covers uh, at 365. Like just like that, I was looking into having a hard rock person and they were showing me the boosts every day. And I was like, you know, what are we doing here? Uh, and it's because they have Monopoly and, and the tweets are terrible too. It's it's all about I know all these books do it, but they're like, this Florida better placed a million dollars on this four light parlay. I'm like, come on, like if that is real, there's a lot of strings attached to it, especially at a book like yours. Like people can't do that. And at least do it I don't know. I, the whole thing is like a separate grinds my gears, I guess. The whole thing is indefensible. I, I I feel bad for our Floridian friends. Yeah, I mean it is pretty indefensible. I just set you up for that one just because I wanted to hear you get a little worked up about it. Um, but yeah, I guess that's how books, I mean, you can expect them to act that way when there's no competition. And this is like another, we've talked many times about there needing to be like a central uh, 
governing force behind gambling, and this would kind of be one well, of the things. I don't know if there's anything that can be done in Florida. It's a thing, like, is that, you know, it's like this or nothing. And, you know, people would prefer just this. But it doesn't mean that they're not, a, it's, it's a joke of a situation that this is their own now. Yeah, agreed. It's not really all that defensible. Um, but I guess that when there's a monopoly, they can kind of act however they please, which is just an unfortunate situation for all the Floridians out there. Exactly right. I wanted to ask you before we went, uh, I meant to do it at the top, but what was what was your your takeaways from the, the show with Rob last week? Because I know you weren't on it. Obviously, super, super entertaining. I enjoyed... His honestly, the best part was right when we finished recording and he started going full Woody Harrelson <laughs> talking about how like giving us all the stories about how he uh, will go to pick to like play pickup basketball and play with all of these like former pros or semi pros. And people take one look at him and assume that he's not going to be the hooper that he is. And he fully is like a hustler where people are picking him last and he comes in and dominates the games. Getting all those stories were fun. As a avid Knicks fan and Miami Heat hater, I... This is why we kept you far away from him. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know you didn't want to have me too close. I mean, their their developmental program is very impressive. You can't really take too much away from it. I, it still hasn't led to a championship while he's been there, so we'll see. And I still think it's going to be 4-1 Knicks this year when we see you in the playoffs. So Rob is clearly an awesome coach, um, and it was a really fun listen. But I just don't know. Like, I don't know if the Heat have the same juice that they had last year. I think he might be needing to uh, to relocate down to New York um, if he wants to see a championship anytime soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, those, those stories after uh, were great. And I, I can say from personal experience that uh, – I haven't played with him in a while, but but he he is a, a you know phenomenal player, and obviously has a has a playing resume as well. But my favorite part, I think, was I mean the Spo story was great, which we shared on Twitter, uh, just showing how open Spo was to learning, and then the fact that like it kind of worked out in a way where he ends up the head coach. Like it worked out for both of them, right? Because the Heat development program. Was obviously very good. They did win championships, uh, three championships, while Spo would, you know, since Spo had met him and had been on staff, uh, and that like because of that development, whatever, Spo ends up the head coach, Rob ends up the shooting coach. Like it kind of worked out for everybody, but it shows how talented they both were and are. That Spo was, yeah, it, was I mean, it's, adaptable, it, it's, and, and that and that Rob was able to to make such a quick impression with the, the Mike James story. The other one I really liked was the Winslow one, because I think most of us, you know, he was so high on Winslow. He was like, Justice is a phenomenal basketball player. And, and I think that most of us, most people that listened, probably looked twice at that, right? Because he's not like this superstar player, but to be at that level, like you have to, you know, he's like a six-man type guy and, and has been most of his career outside of Miami. When he was at Miami, he was a 39% three-point shooter for two straight years, uh, Rob said. But it was just cool to listen to, like, Justice didn't have a shot, but he was a 
a smart guy who was a great athlete and could feel everything was super invested. And they just met and uh, what was what was the word? Oh, we just shot darts. We just shot darts. And how much work, you know, the two of them did and just sort of not in like the how I think of most like shooting coaches of like, here, you put your feet here, you put your hands here, shoot this, here's a bunch of reps, like whatever. It was like, how does that feel? Like, this is what it should, you know, move it here. Like they kind of work together to, to you know, vastly improve his shot. You know, he, when he was at Duke, he was, he couldn't shoot a college degree, frankly. Uh, and then he became, you know, again, a 39% shooter a few years. So I thought that was really cool too. Yeah. I, I mean, all of it was great. And hopefully we get him back on. Hopefully he doesn't lead to too much success for the Heat this year. Um, not there rooting against him. He was a great guy. But uh, we'll, uh, I, I have a feeling that the Knicks and Heat might be on a collision course for another playoff battle. So, what, what, um, what are their records right now? I'm not trolling. I'm, I'm genuinely curious. They're both in the top eight. Yeah. Heat are 9-5. The Knicks are 8-6. So what do you think? This would be like a 4-5 matchup? I'm hoping, yeah. I don't really see the Knicks finishing four. So if the Heat finish four, I could see them five. You have to think that the Pacers and Magic will fall off a bit. Um, yeah, I'd, be, I'd be concerned yeah. that the that the Cavs will overtake both of them. I love the Cavs this year, and they've just had a bit of a rocky start. But they've won three in a row, so we'll see. Uh, um, you know, I saw they were plus eight tonight. But anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening. Please uh, rate, review, subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Uh, thank you, Nick. Yeah, thanks, man. Have a good one. Thank you.